0: are made possible by donations from people like you. So yesterday I was thinking about what I was going to talk about and I wasn't sure. Um, so given that the last uh, meeting we had was uh, quite a challenging topic and, um, and that's, that's sometimes quite distressing and uh, but hopefully we came through it with hope and um, for the future and uh, so i thought i'd pick a more light-hearted topic for today so i decided to talk about death but in this talk i want to say something about the importance of accepting our finitude and making friends with death Almost as if death was our most intimate companion as we walk along this path. <clears throat> and in the talk, I'll contrast this kind of making friends with death and accepting of finitude with the what I call the flight from finitude towards a quest for permanence or some kind of transcendence found in many religious and spiritual teachings including the uh, non-dual teachings such as Zen, Avaita, and Dzogchen, so um, not everything I I teach and say and not everything my teacher says and teaches, not every Zen teacher or non-dual teacher is going to agree with us and I don't necessarily expect everybody here to agree with me and um, as you know, um, what we strive for in our in our school is is a sense of equality and participation and dialogue. So um, if there's anything I say in this talk that doesn't quite fit with your own preferred way of of viewing things, then uh, I apologize to begin with, but um, I'm just being honest and, and expressing how I see things in this talk. So Time flies faster than an arrow. Life disappears like dew on the grass. Emptied in an instant, vanished in a flash. Let each of us strive to awaken. Be awake, do not squander this precious life. Variations of, of this verse are chanted on Zen retreats during the last sitting period before bedtime, often with quite a dramatic impact. This verse is admonishing us to awake to the great matter of life and death. The Indian uh, philosopher and Zen ancestor Nagarjuna said, in this world of birth and death, Seeing impermanence is bodhicitta, is the mind of awakening. Why is there something rather than nothing? Well, we can never really know nothing. We can't even imagine it. We can't imagine non-being. Being here is all we will ever experience. So really there's no need to be afraid of non-being. Non-being cannot be experienced. It cannot even be thought. I don't know if any of you remember in your childhood ever having the thought like I did as a child thinking, well, If God created the world who created God? So we can't not be here. We fall asleep at night but we are still here only sleeping. We're still conscious. There are only two certainties in life really. The first is that we cannot doubt that we are here, that we are alive in this moment. And the second certainty is that at some unknown time in the future, we are all going to die. However, there is a paradox here. Now to a Zen story, which some of you have heard. The emperor asked Master Gudo What happens to a person of enlightenment after death? How should I know, replied Gudo. Because you are a master, said the emperor. Yes, sir, said Gudo, but I'm not a dead one. So no one that I know has ever experienced death. If we think of death as non-being, then no one can ever experience death. We can only experience being here. We can experience loss. We can experience the death of a loved one. We can experience ill health, but we cannot experience our own death. To quote the 20th century philosopher, Ludwig Wittgenstein death is not an event in life we do not live to experience death if we take eternity to mean not infinite temporal duration but timelessness then eternal life belongs to those who live in the present our life has no end in just the way in which our visual field has no limits i would say life has no end andrew my personal self comes to an end this uh, this old body will not last forever that's why it's important to be kind to it <clears throat> So how can we use the certain knowledge that I am going to die in order to learn how to live? How can you use the certainty of your death to help you appreciate this life? Unfortunately, in our culture, death is often the subject we prefer not to talk about or dwell upon. The thought of death often fills some people with anxiety. In fact, many existential thinkers have commented on how we take flight from finitude into the illusion of permanence or transcendence of some kind. Where do we seek this permanence? Often it might be in the physical home we live in. Something we own that cannot be taken away from us. Forgetting that in the end, we ourselves will be taken away from the home. As Leonard Cohen sings, we are only passing through, sometimes happy, sometimes blue, I'm glad that I ran into you. Or we may, may seek permanence in the thought of leaving a legacy, something that will live on after we have gone. Often that might be the family home. Unfortunately, my kids are not gonna get much from me. Or we might create works of art that live on. Or we might achieve some sense of immortality through fame. Or we might see our children as our legacy there's nothing more profound than raising children the next generation to continue or we might seek our immortality through the ongoing maintenance of a zen lineage going all the way back to the original shakyamuni buddha one way to understand the self-centered self that we talk about in our practice principles is to see how it is formed around the resistance to impermanence and interdependence. It does not want to see impermanence. It does not want to accept death as finality. In this consumer-driven society that we live in, I guess we can also take flight from finitude into an endless craving for an endless infinite number of commodities. Or we may escape from our finitude into the identification with the motherland or with belief in life after death. Although beliefs that deny the reality of finitude can help people develop resilience in the face of the loss of loved ones. Ultimately, in my view, this is a resilience founded upon an illusion. The flight from finitude is also found in the teachings of many spiritual teachers, including non-dual teachers and Zen teachers. It is common for some of these teachers to identify the true self with a disembodied awareness. They may split off awareness from the body and from the personal self. As my teacher, Barry Majid, states in a recent talk, there have been those who teach us, you are not your body, you are not your thoughts, you are not your feelings, not your sensations, seeking to identify the true self with a sort of pure awareness, emptied of its contents. But is awareness empty of contents and empty of personal self, really what it means to awaken? A few months ago, I was watching a movie called The Leisure Seeker. The movie explores the theme of euthanasia. It is about an elderly couple. The wife has a terminal illness and she is also caring for her husband, who is moving into dementia at an accelerating rate. Dementia helps us to see how awareness without self-identity, without memory, is like an empty shell. It is the experience of personal self that enables us to appreciate the miracle of this moment. It is the awareness of our finality that also helps us to appreciate the preciousness of this moment. Awareness is an essential component of self, but without self, awareness really has no meaning. Awareness needs to be appreciated and cultivated. It needs self to appreciate life and it needs impermanence to appreciate beauty. Not the beauty of a platonic form that never changes, but the beauty of the autumn leaves as they drift by the window, stirring the memory of a long lost love. We are are always, already here in the world with others who recognize me and hopefully give me value. I have some meaning in their lives. They value me and they have meaning in my life and I value them. I am not an abstract, depersonalized I am. I am not God, nor do I aspire to be God, nor do I aspire to unify with God. I am happy to feel a unity with this mystery called life but i would not want to trade the messiness of me in order to realize my true identity as a changeless abstract empty screen so what is the alternative to this flight from finitude firstly We can seek solace in our mutual kinship with finitude. We are all going to die. And we can be with our loved ones during the dying process. We can sit together, we can stand together. As the lyrics of the uh, Stand By Me song go, when the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see, no, I won't be afraid. Oh, I won't be afraid just as long as you stand by me. So, my friend, sit by me, be with me tonight in the moonlight, hold my hand. Let's experience our mutual kinship in the knowledge that we are both finite. Even if we are alone for whatever reason at the moment of death, we can still bring our loved ones to mind. I sometimes do that as the planes landing in the airport, just in case. We are relational beings from the get-go. And those relationships shape the way we relate to ourselves and how we relate to others. Even the fragment of a memory, no matter how fragmented or small, can show us what is truly meaningful in a life. Here is a quote from a press statement made by Orson Welles In 1941 revealing the meaning of the word rosebud uttered by the central character from his famous movie citizen Kane on his deathbed so Orson Welles (coughs) said the most basic of all ideas was that of a search for the true significance of the man's apparently meaningless dying words. Cain was raised without a family. He was snatched from his mother's arms in early childhood. His parents were a bank. From the point of view of the psychologist, my character had never made what is known as a transference from his mother. Hence his failure with his wives. In making this clear during the course of the picture, It was my attempt to lead the thoughts of my audience closer and closer to the solution of the enigma of his dying words. These were Rosebud. The device of the picture calls for a newspaper man who didn't know Cain to interview people who knew him very well. None had ever heard of Rosebud. Actually, as it turns out, Rosebud is the trade name of a cheap little sled on which Cain was playing on the day he was taken away from his home and from his mother. In his subconscious, it represented the simplicity, the comfort, above all, the lack of responsibility in his home, and also it stood for his mother's love, which Cain never lost. Our experience of personal self and of being loved by the other, the intimate other, whether it be a mother or an intimate partner, is what makes all the difference, even though it is no more real than a dream. We always find ourselves here and now in the world. And the now includes the immediacy of experience, colored by our awareness of memory, and our awareness of temporality, our finality. Awareness is a necessary but not sufficient condition for a human being to be meaningful. It is the experience of personal self which is the crowning glory of human evolution. The ability to feel our personal feelings and to have them witnessed and acknowledged by an intimate other. to live with life as it is and respond with compassion is my definition of awakening to awake from the self-centered dream is to live authentically to live authentically is to see impermanence not to take flight from impermanence to see impermanence and to make friends with death death is not the enemy for me An acceptance that this personal self called Andrew comes to an end at death is what renders life to be precious and meaningful. To live forever would be an awful thought. So why is it that human beings desire continuity of existence after death? I think it is the sense, not so much of the fear of death, but the fear of loss, loss of loved ones loss of what we treasure although it may be comforting to transcend this sense of loss by belief in continuity of life after death i feel this belief detracts from what is most precious now we will never pass this way again the awareness of our mortality or finality is a core Zen practice, as far as I can see, that lends authenticity to our life. We realize the preciousness of this life, not to squander and waste one's life. And in the end, paradoxically, we also realize there is no one who dies. At the moment prior to certain death, we can see clearly how our personal self has been a dream a story nothing more but what a dream there is only this life and we can't imagine this not being here so this is eternity here and now there is no life after death there is only life